being recorded. Good morning and welcome to the Magellan Show. It is Thursday, October the 22nd, 2015. Thanks so much for being a part of our broadcast. To all those of you that are listening live or on demand across the United States, Canada, and around the world. Our live number, if you are listening live, is 646-929-0709. 646-929-0709. Don't forget, you can listen to our program on demand a couple of different ways, actually several different ways. You can do it on the Internet. Just go to our website, www.magellanshow.com. Also, find us on iTunes. Just type in the keywords Magellan Show. We'll, we'll be on there. ITDcalls.com. They're posting our shows as well as several other uh, websites and directories, podbay.fm. And uh, I, a while back, was searching uh, for our show and found it on even podcasting sites in other countries and in other languages and so forth. So we're really uh, making a reach around the world. And if you prefer to listen by phone on demand, well, you can do that. Now, you can't go back to uh, shows, let's say, uh, a few days ago, a few weeks ago, only that is available on the Internet. But you can't listen to the most recent show by phone. So after this show is over, it will be available to you by phone until the start of our next show, which happens to be on Tuesday. So you have several days to listen. And that number is 712-775-7039. There's an access code required. It's 327-756-POUND. We're on Twitter at Real Magellan. And don't forget if you want to email us, it's uh, contact at MagellanShow.com. Well, we'll be talking about uh, several things today. Getting into the news, obviously uh, a big headline, uh, what's going on in uh, Syria, uh, the Russian invasion there. We'll also get into some presidential politics today, if, if we're able, and uh, and also discussing the situation with Hillary Clinton, uh, testifying on this whole, uh, well, Benghazi and uh, emails and a whole lot of other stuff, too. So don't miss our show, and it'll be a good one. just want to remind you that if you would be interested in advertising, on our program. Maybe you have a business. Maybe you have uh, some uh, idea or just something that you want to share, whether it's small or large. You might want to look into that uh, where you could actually become a sponsor of our program uh, where you would actually get a banner on our website, professional banner, and or uh, being mentioned on the program. So what that does, that helps us keep going and doing what we're doing because, as you can imagine, it, it, it requires uh, finances t- to do this. And it also 
gives us the chance to let others know about what you're doing, whatever your uh, business or idea or whatever it may be, whether it's small or large or you're just getting started, uh, find out more. And here's, here's how you can do that. You can simply email us, contact at MagellanShow.com. Again, it's contact at MagellanShow.com. And in the subject line, just simply put interested in advertising or interested in being a sponsor. And we will get back with you as soon as we can. Okay, let's go ahead now and look at some of our top stories for today. On this 22nd day of October, can't believe it. We are almost, I mean, another month and we're at Thanksgiving. Uh, it's incredible how the time is just uh, flying by. Unbelievable. Okay, as I said, we want to get into the news. Just pulling up pulling up the site right now to get our top stories. Trump on top for 100 days. It seems like the, the Trump train is not stopping. It, it's unstoppable. Checking out an article from Drudge. Uh, just retweeted that a few moments ago, giving us a little bit more insight uh, on this. This story actually, uh, Andrej, linking up uh, to thehill.com. And and in some polls, Trump is up as much as 32%, 32%, which gives him now a double-digit lead even ahead of uh, the uh, the other candidate that's been doing quite well uh, as well, that being uh, Dr. Ben Carson. Donald Trump is closing in on 100 days atop the Republican primary polls. The billionaire candidate has led every major national Republican poll since late July, and a raft of new surveys released this week reveals that Trump's support has held steady over those months while his underlying fundamentals have improved. The race tightens somewhat as Ben Carson has enjoyed a similar upward trajectory and even overtaken Trump in one new poll of Iowa. However, the retired neurosurgeon is the only candidate within shouting distance of Trump nationally or in the early voting states and remains firmly in second place in most polls. Republican and Beltway media elites once hesitate to take Trump's campaign seriously, now acknowledge him as a legitimate contender in the races for the Republican nomination and the White House. All of us dismissed Trump early on, a summer fling momentary amusement Fox News Sunday host Chris Wallace said after interviewing Trump over the weekend. As I watched the interview, I am being beginning to believe that he could actually be elected president of the United States. Former uh, Representative Joe Scarborough uh, the host of NBC's Morning Joe, said the very same thing. According to data compiled by bipartisan Washington lobbying firm Melman, uh, Castanghetti, uh, Rosen, and Thomas, Trump's 94-day lead nationally surpasses every other modern 
Trump-era fling candidate. In 2004, former Vermont Governor Howard Dean lasted 90 days atop the Democratic primary polls. Trump has doubled up the showings of former Representative Newt Gingrich and former Texas Governor Rick Perry in 2012 and has enjoyed nearly three times as many days in the lead as former Arkansas Governor Mike Huckabee when he did in 2008. So here's the thing, uh, whether you are a, a Trump supporter or not, one thing that I think we have to think about is that uh, he now is a, uh, a a serious candidate. Well, he's a- always been a serious candidate, but I believe that everyone, whether you're on the right or the left, can agree that uh, he's staying in this. This is not – I think some were speculating that perhaps Donald Trump was uh, just in there to take away votes from the legitimate Republican uh, nominee. In other words, what some were thinking or suggesting was, okay, well, if Jeb Bush were to get the nomination, that Trump would then branch off into a third-party status and uh, and take votes from the Republicans and give it to the to the Democrats. Well, that's not the case for a couple of reasons. Number one, we know that Trump signed a pledge that he would uh, remain true to the Republican Party, and also the fact that he is just showing a lot of strength right now. And the other thing that I think people appreciate, even though it's obvious to everyone that he can be abrasive at times, is that he doesn't uh, he doesn't seem to to double talk anymore. Uh, yeah, I know that there was a time when he had a different stance on certain issues in the past, but it seems like that whatever it is that he is talking about, he 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 doesn't. He doesn't go back on, on what he on what he said, uh, even if it may appear to be uh, a disadvantage to him politically. People see the authenticity. Uh, let me give you an example of what I'm saying, and, and, and I'll bring some perspective here. Uh, just the other day, uh, Trump made a fairly controversial statement about the Bush family, uh, talking about 9/11. And he he placed some blame squarely on uh, on the Bush administ- George W. Bush administration. Now Jeb and the rest of the gang were not very happy about that, but Trump didn't back down. He said, "No, this is where uh, this is where we stand on this." Actually, the article uh, talking about uh, about George W. Bush and his handling uh, of intelligence. And you can find that article. We've got it posted, uh, retweeted there on our website, MagellanShow.com. But but Trump just said, "Look, no, this is this is the way the way I I feel, and uh, I'm sticking to this position, uh, even though there were some of the party that said, no, no, you need to consider other factors.' Uh, he he stood strong on the issue. So I think I think America is looking for someone who is not a, a teleprompter candidate. Uh, I'm not sitting here uh, just trying to make a, uh, you know, uh, a push because because there are a lot of good candidates in this race. Uh, all I'm saying is is that I I'm giving you the 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 analysis, my analysis as to why I think he is doing well. It's the exact same reason why 
uh, Dr. Ben Carson is doing quite well because he also is remaining consistent in his positions. And people are tired of seeing, uh, well, they're, they're tired of seeing the, the typical politician. And so that's why the two front runners, Trump and Carson, have had no political background. One is a successful businessman uh, and entrepreneur, uh, real estate mogul, and the other one uh, is a uh, is a former pediatric neurosurgeon. As Americans, we are uh, we are tired of uh, of seeing of seeing politics uh, and and its most traditional sense. We want something new, something different, and I think that's why uh, both of these men. And it wouldn't surprise me if they uh, if they join together, uh, you know, and and that uh, one picks the other as their running mate uh, uh, could happen. We'll have to wait and see. Now, on the left, on the Democratic side of things, Hillary Clinton uh, testifying today. Now, one of the reasons why I think uh, Bernie Sanders has done well on the Democratic side, even though he is extremely uh, liberal and even declares himself as a socialist, I think one of the reasons why Bernie has done well is because he doesn't come off uh, as a teleprompter politician, even though he has been uh, a, a politician, he, he doesn't come off that way, and people appreciate that. But uh, definitely, there are some uh, some serious concerns when you have a, a candidate that uh, that that spends his his uh, his honeymoon. True story, true story. In the in the in the Soviet Union at the time, it was the Soviet Union. Um, that's that's very bizarre, and but that's but but beyond just that, uh, people people have concerns about someone that calls himself socialist, but at the same time, a democratic socialist, I should say, that's the way he calls him, refers himself as a democratic socialist. But at the same time, here we have a candidate that is really getting a lot of attention. And uh, and and young people are, are really attracted to him. And uh, I was surprised actually that uh, that he even spoke at Liberty. That's right, Jerry Falwell's University. Uh, that he actually spoke at Liberty University before a tremendous crowd of young people. But uh, what can we say? Uh, let's look at uh, what's going on today. The testimony has already started, uh, Hillary Clinton's testimony before Capitol Hill. I know some are saying that this is a witch hunt, that this is politically motivated, but uh, let's kind of get down to it. Former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton is testifying today, but the House Select Committee on Benghazi which is investigating the 2012 attack on the diplomatic compound in Benghazi, Libya. And before she even got a word in during the event, which is being televised live, the top Republican and top Democrat on the committee gave lengthy and passionate speeches 
about its work. Republican Trey Gowdy, Republican from South Carolina, the committee chairman, started with a fiery statement ripping into Clinton and rejecting her accusation that his investigation is a partisan sham to try to tear down her personal campaign. Now, let me stop for just a moment. Uh, when Hillary was asked what her, this is during the debate, uh, I believe it was, uh, what, what her greatest enemies were, one of those, she said, was the Republican Party. Uh, to, to put a, uh, a political party within your own country in the same category with, uh, with the likes of, of, of terrorists and, and other, uh, uh, you know, evil uh, individuals and, and organizations is uh, way over the top. Well, Joe Biden actually, uh, in so many ways and in so many words, uh, kind of made light of that when he said that uh, he has many friends that are Republicans. So this is before he made the announcement yesterday that uh, that he would not run uh, for president. That was, I believe, an error on the part of, of Hillary Clinton. But this article goes on to say Chris Stevens, Sean Smith, Glenn Doherty, and Tyrone Woods served our country with courage and with honor. They were killed under circumstances most of us could never have even imagined. Under cover of darkness, terrorists poured through the front gate of our facility and attacked our people and our property with machine guns, mortars, and fire, Gotti began, according to his fair remarks. Gotti called particular attention to Clinton's controversial exclusive use of a personal email server at the State Department, which he said had hindered previous investigations into the 2012 attack. This committee is the first committee, the only committee, to uncover the fact that Secretary Clinton exclusively used personal email on her own personal server for official business and kept the public record, including the emails about Benghazi and Libya and her own custody and control for almost two years after she left office, she said. You made exclusive use of personal email and and a personal server. When you left the State Department, you kept those public records to yourself for almost two years. You and your attorneys decided what to return and what to delete. Those decisions were your decisions, not ours. Republican Elijah Cummings, a Democrat from Maryland, Benghazi Committee's ranking member, followed Gaddy's comments and, and, and remarks with a fiery speech of his own dismissing the committee as unnecessary and partisan. They set up the select committee with no rules, no deadline, and an unlimited budget, and they set them loose, Madam Secretary, because you're running for president, Cummings declared. So obviously you you have lawmakers on the left and on the right uh, with uh, very different opinions on this. But Clinton, who spoke next, took a more measured and soft-spoken approach in her opening statement. Uh, Hillary Clinton, you know, when she gets angry, uh, it it shows, and so she's trying to maintain a soft-spokenness lest she break into a fiery rant. So with Joe Biden out of the way, 
since he's not running. The big question is, is Hillary the inevitable again? Is she? Well, you've got the the, the Bernie Sanders uh, you get the Ver- Bernie Sanders dynamic, but you've also got this uh, this hearing today. Now, what will become of it? Time will tell. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, everyone acknowledges that Hillary did quite well in the last uh, Democratic debates, but will that be enough? It's hard to say. But I will say this. Even if Hillary does go on to win the Democratic nomination, I think uh, I think in a lot of ways there will be <laughs> much more to uh, to criticize and go after. Look, had Joe Biden uh, entered into this race and gotten the nomination for the Democratic side, I think it would have been a lot harder. It would have been a lot harder to uh, to have to have went against went up against him because uh, Joe comes off as a really nice, genuine guy, whether you agree with his uh, political views or not. And so I think there's a lot more uh, to go after politically and to, and to criticize uh, when it comes to Hillary as a candidate. But we'll have to just wait and see. We're still just a little over a year away, basically a year away. Mm. 13 months. <laughs> I mean, we're 13 months away, and look how long this political season has gone on already. So we're just getting warmed up, and it won't be till early next year uh, before the first uh, primaries and caucuses actually get underway. And we start moving closer towards uh, uh, our nominees from each party, so then we can, at that point, move on to the general election. Okay. So that's politics for you uh, here in the United States. Uh, what else is going on in the world? Well, that's dominating the news uh, quite a bit. Uh, something I, I didn't get a chance to bring up. Uh, I didn't get a chance to bring up the other day, but in California, and we know that earthquakes are quite common out there. There seems to be a lot more activity, earthquake activity. Check out this article. This is from the LA Times, and uh, I don't know. I find it, I find, I find it quite concerning, actually. Two hundred, two hundred earthquakes. That's that's a lot. Two hundred earthquakes. Uh, actually uh, just in a recent period of time in the Bay Area. Swarm of more than 200 earthquakes have rumbled through San Ramon in the Bay Area in recent days, including a 3.5 killer Monday afternoon, according to the USGS. The biggest quake in the area in the past 24 hours was a magnitude 3.6. It struck about 4.20 p.m., on Monday, about a, one mile northeast of San Ramon, shaking was felt as far away as 14 miles in Walnut Creek. Uh, this article goes on, but there have been 238 earthquakes since October 13. Now, I know there's a lot of earthquakes in California, but this is a heavy-duty piece of information. 
you can check out this article, go to our website, MagellanShow.com. Another movie just was released on DVD, San Andreas. Uh, some of you have watched it. But still, though, even that is uncharacteristic for California, to have that many. Could the big one be just around the corner? I hope and pray it's not, but uh, this does deserve our attention. Oh, so, you know, it's just so much stuff happening in our world today, guys. Uh, we need to pray for, for our nation, for our world. Uh, Russian Air Force carries out 53 sorties, strikes 72 targets in Syria. Uh, big deal uh, how Russia is continuing to fight in Syria. Also, Russia, speaking of Russia, they become China's top crude supplier overtaking Saudi Arabia. And Assad is actually visiting Moscow. Assad, the uh, the president of Syria. So a lot of news taking place. Just unbelievable news. Uh, headlines. Uh, it seems that there are uh, shakings around the world, not just in the literal sense with earthquakes, but also politically. Uh, Puerto Rico's GDP may be unable to make December 1st debt payment. So around the world, we're seeing all kinds of things like this happen. Uh, it's, it's, it's a crazy time which we're living in, but here's the, here's the thing. Uh, most of all, uh, we know that whatever happens, uh, God is in control. He's always in control. And uh, we needn't forget that. We always should remember that and bear that in mind and to be in an attitude of prayer, and to pray for our land. God calls us to do that. And to pray for our leaders as well, whether you agree with them or not. It doesn't mean you have to, to, to condone uh, some of their decisions, but you, have, but you should pray. Pray that, that, that in all things that God would, uh, would be in control. And he is in control. Remember, our playback number is 712-775-7039, access code 327-756-POUND. This is the Magellan Show. We're here Tuesdays and Thursdays uh, at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thanks to IPDcalls.com for posting our program. Uh, Thanks to you for listening. We do appreciate it so very much. And as I said in the beginning of this broadcast, uh, if you want to stay in touch with us, we're on Twitter. Follow us at Real Magellan. Also, uh, don't forget to email us, contact at MagellanShow.com. And, uh, yeah, uh, email us if you would like to be a sponsor of our program. Whether you have a, a business, large or small, ministry, whatever it is, check it out and email us to learn more. Uh, thanks so much, guys. We do appreciate it. Have a great day. This is Magellan signing off. Have a good one, my friends. Bye-bye for now.